Jardim Sonoro. Audio Garden. Jardim Musical. Jardim Audio. Jardino del Audio. Presencing Instituto. Gaia. Stepping into the decade of transformation. S'engager dans la décennie de la transformation. Entrando na década de transformação. Hello, I'm Jackie Scarcello, and along with Cecile Chirot, we host the Global Governance Hub. Cecile and I met at a Presencing Institute event. She was in Brussels, and I was here in LA. And we were brought together by our shared passion for global cooperation. Passion is perhaps not even a big enough word. I have always known with all my heart that the global problems which threaten our planet right now will not be solved without global cooperation. Issues which do not recognize geographical and political boundaries and which threaten to extinguish mankind, issues like climate change and mass migration and nuclear disarmament and now pandemics, these cannot be solved by any one single nation. It is the very fact they cannot be solved by any one nation, which defines them as global issues. By the time you listen to this recording, I will be 70 years old. I'm a retired management consultant and author, and now I seem to spend an inordinate amount of my retired life fighting for global cooperation. Why do I do this? For one reason, I have seven grandchildren and their future is of the ultimate importance to me. I will do anything I can to ensure that they have the quality of life that I have had and that up until now, my children have enjoyed. A while back in a Gaia session, a participant said that he wanted to be a good ancestor. This quote really resonated with me and I searched it. It was originally from Jonas Salk, who said the most important question we must always ask ourselves is, are we being a good ancestor? This was my shifting point. And the concept now informs everything I do. I also work with another organization called simple.org. And I work with Cecile, hosted by the Presencing Institute to offer, offer a learning and reflection space for others who believe that the quality of our future will be directly related to our ability to bring thinking and heart-centered people across the globe together to seek solutions which need to be as big as the problems we face. The Global Governance Hub's intention is reflection and action to align global needs with evolving consciousness. The wording of this intention was carefully crafted. It was the guiding light for the hub sessions and the curriculum which we created. We call it curriculum because in each session there is learning, information download from learned speakers, often two speakers per session with opposing views or complementary views. We studied and we explored global governance models, local governance models. We looked at democracy and its current state of health. We studied the UN Sustainable Development Goals, and we looked at gender balance and studied the, an academic analysis of the lessons learned during COVID in reference to global cooperation. We followed the same format in every session to consciously bring together our head, our heart, 
and our hands to the topic of the week. The speakers stirred our heads while journaling and meditation opened our hearts. And we offered the participants the opportunity to internalize their learning in breakout discussion and to distill the essence of the session by reflecting on what insights had come for them and what had moved them most in the 90 minutes we spent together. In this design, we hope to create a space for the inner work, which Bill O'Brien so eloquently spoke of when he said, the success of the intervention depends on the interior condition of the intervener. We offer the Global Governance Hub as a place to work on that individual interior condition while exploring the current state of the system. In session seven and eight, we turned the floor over to the participants. We held the space for them and their journey as in every session. But in these two, Cecile and I said to the participants, you decide what it is you want to learn and explore. In one of those sessions, we explored gender balance and its impact on global cooperation and even touched on the future of this topic. But I have to say that my favorite session and the one that held the greatest promise for my grandchildren and for your grandchildren and for all children was the session in which we were blessed with an amazing adventure in social presence in theater. And we created a 4D map on the topic of global governance. Cecile and I were particularly excited about this as we had not done 4D maps in our ULAB experiences. It was a little scary to think of it doing then in the early COVID days, but this time we were guided by some skilled folks who helped us to embody and fully experience the inner work which we had all done in the seven previous sessions. There is so much to learn from a 4D map when you harvest its seeds and its richness after the fact. I took the first and second sculptures, which look quite linear, each participant in their Zoom box. And I studied not just the movement, but the words of the role actors and the observers. And I created two drawings, which plotted out the position of each role in the current reality and in the shift to the highest potential. I plotted each role, I plotted how each role was positioned in relationship to the others and to which other each role felt connected. And here's what I saw. The earth is our center point. It sat quietly in the center of the current map and the future one. It waited for us to see that it was our support our, and our foundation. Even though we had abused it, ignored it, and exploited it, it sits waiting until we return to learn and to heal. When I saw that, I was struck with the growing movement in society to return to Native ways, which are and always have been grounded in Mother Earth and intimately and reciprocally interconnected to the health and well-being of the Earth. Until we make that connection again and that journey back, there is little hope. I saw in our maps, however, that hope lives eternally with the youth. Even though we as adults seem to often live with very little concern for the future of the children of the world, the children persevere in their hope and they will do what needs to be done, whether we help them or not. Think of the Greta Thunbergs of the world. 
I saw that nation states who had isolated themselves in fear and in national pride, which simply masked their competitive drive and ego, I saw that they could come forward again, that they could reach out their hands to other nations, acknowledging them in their national pride, knowing that we can each love our nation and its heritage and still evolve to see ourselves sharing the one space that Mother Earth has given us and with a broader and shared identity. I saw the biases which had locked me into believing that large corporations could not change, could not become aware of how they were driven only by destructive global competition. I saw that they could function through multiple value motivations. And by seeing a different value for the earth and its species from which they had ravished their resources, and by seeking to work not just for profit, but for the longer-term welfare of their employees and their communities, that they could be a force for good in bringing about global cooperation. I could go on and on. There were so many learnings in that 4D mapping. But in the end, I came to what I can only describe as a spiritual understanding of this work. The system in which we now live and work and love calls for us to see it as what it is in its entirety. And when we see that, we will see that we are each called to be part of the emerging highest potential of that system. We cannot wait for leadership or large structural change to show us the way to push us to action. Once we hear the call, we must begin our own inner work, work which will reveal not only the path forward, but the very nature of the pilgrim on the path. As we are the spirit in human form, we do the work we are called to do. There is no coincidence in who and how we come together. There is what needs to be done now. And so we get on with it. My name is Cecile Charot. I'm Belgian. Do you live in Brussels? And I've been experiencing as former humanitarian worker and big traveler, the humanity roots in many aspects and sometimes from unexpected or unusual ways. I do realize while I'm talking to you that this is actually my vibrant love for the earth that literally called me to stand up for creating and nourishing this space dedicated to global governance that Jackie and I are co-hosting on the Presenting Institute platform. I feel that the Presenting Institute does not only offer to the collective a protocol to support the emerging future for global governance, but beyond that, it is welcome and shelter vibes that make a difference for meeting the needs. I'm deeply grateful to the Presenting Institute for that extraordinary quality, but also to my space holder, Jackie, who decided to jump on board to this simultaneously challenging but marvelous journey dedicated to global governance. Once we 
joined our forces, then things came naturally and in a very structured and articulated way. What shifted for me at that moment is that I felt, and I still feel, that the architecture for the new seeds of global governance is processing through me and that it nourishes the space. If we wonder ourselves, how does it look like the face of global governance? There is no real or concrete answer. But from the highest potential perspective for global governance, the symbol that we use for the hub is somehow already connected to that emerging reality. And I do invite you to have a look at this symbol. This is a sort of laser light that comes from the source, goes straight to the sky, and then explodes in different colors and different directions. In our hub sensing journey, we discovered the huge power and interconnectedness between local and global initiatives and projects. Similarly, like for the hub symbol, the emerging future for global governance starts with a critical mass of individuals who can help the system to see itself and then create collectively what we would like to see. In words, a global governance system that preserves the overall equilibrium with and amongst its impressive amount of amongst of stakeholders. A new system that in 2051 is not only the biggest guardian of the earth and the collective well-being, but is also the best promoter that can fully assume a consistent intermediary role between the visible and invisible words and powers. During the last hub session that took place a few days ago, I was actually moved with what one participant shared in the breakout room. She said, what is amazing for me is to realize that we are all concerned with global governance, but we are still so few to allow in our forces and respective potentials to co-create the desired field. Today, my intention, our intention, Jackie and I, as hub space holders, is to invite you to join us to the Global Governance Package 2 that will be launched in October 2021. More than ever, in this decade of transformation, time has come to demystify the system and to support and inspire each other differently to do so. The 4D mapping exercise already showed us some perspective and key actors for the emerging future of global governance, but we need at present to touch and to design much more deeply the future reality. 
Time has come to enlarge the community under the light of the individual and collective evolving consciousness and to explore and to sing together the musical sounds of global governance, which is a large echo resonance field. Welcome, strength, and love to you. <laughs>